Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Assembling Titans Recap on this Barnes University radio podcast. Um, we're doing it on, in my outside, you know, the ba- balcony or porch, as you can say. And I always love to do podcasts outside. You can hear nature and whatnot and blase, blase. But let's get down to the Tennessee Titans at Atlanta Falcons game yesterday. Uh, they pulled off a win, 24 to 10. Um, it's quite impressive. Um, and just, I always like to connect basically my preview to the recap. And I think it's very important to do so, um, as well as give a great breakdown of the game. Some of the things that I saw and, uh, and just go from there. So one of the things leading up to this game was Atlanta just to be frank, they do not have a great defense collectively as a team, whether it's play calling um, at our uh, very critical moments and times or just talent in general. It is a very small squad in terms of uh, the defensive line is more built for quickness. The linebacking core is very small and, and unathletic in some spots. The secondary is – they have a lot of depth in the secondary, don't get me wrong, but the skill set, there's not enough skill set variation there. So, overall, this Falcons defense is – is, 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 when I watch tape, I just saw a defense that you could exploit. And, you know, pairing it with actually happened, Marcus Mariota had three touchdowns. Um, over a 120 passer rating for who cares about that for the, for the people that care about that. Um, uh, Derrick Henry had 100 yards rushing. AJ Brown had two touchdowns, including one that was 55 yards and a beautiful fade route on the right side for a touchdown over Desmond Troop font as well. Um, and, you know, just speaking about the Atlanta Falcons offense, one thing that we know and will continue to be the thing of the season. Yes, they scored 10 points in this game, which I also predicted the right, correct score in the preview. If you watch Assembling Titans, go subscribe on YouTube right now. Um, follow us on Twitter at Assembling Titan. Predicted a 24-10 score. Um, so they, you know, they were able to score 10 points, but they got into, you know, the plus area a lot of times. Um, but much like Adam Archuleta, who was the, one of the announcers of the game, he, he, he mentioned that every time that Atlanta Falcons get on the plus side, mistakes start happening. And we really saw it, you know, on cue. Every time they got on the plus side for the Tennessee Titans, there was a penalty. It was a sack given up. Something, and I really think it's because they're in a rut. They're in a, they're they're they are rhythm. They're basically in rhythm to mess up. So that means they need to switch something up quick. Whether it's the offensive coordinator, some type of predictability there. Um, I don't know. I've always kind of always scratched my head head at the offensive coordinators the the Falcons have brought in. I just I just thought that. I just think that they could do a little bit better in terms of um, innovation and um, maybe somebody younger, you know, for those type of weapons, 
because right now they're underachieving and there are a few losses away from some some wholesale changes there. But anyway, um, I thought they had opportunities, but credit to the Tennessee Titans. I thought they played uh, as good as a game that you could play versus uh, that type of talent. And, uh, you know, 24-10, five sacks. Also, the offensive line for the Tennessee Titans did not give up not a single sack. That is very refreshing. Um, so I, I really just think it was a good, solid team win. Chris Milton, um, a player we got from the Colts, cornerback, played great on special teams as well. It was just a great overall win. One of those wins to where you watch tape, you're happy with your effort, um, but you also see some things that you want to correct. Uh, Delaney Walker got the ball punched out. Uh, congratulations to him, by the way, 500th catch of his career. That's you know, needless to say, impressive. Um, Derrick Henry also fumbled that went out of bounds. So those are the type of things that if the ball stays in bounds, it's a turnover. More than likely. So ball security while, you know, trying to still get extra yards, while try, you know, trying to get down on, you know, to be down. Make sure that you get down and make sure you protect the football. But other than that, um, quarterback play was something that to me, will always kind of separate the middle of the pack teams uh, from the bad teams. Now, to be elite, it needs to be a, you know, it always needs to be an overall team effort. But I believe that good quarterback play can make a bad team look really good. And um, Marcus Mariota, you know, had three touchdowns. To me, timing was right. To me, delivery was right. Ball placement was right. Um, you look over the past few seasons, how many times were all three clicking? And yes, protection does have something to do with it. He wasn't seeing ghosts. He's, he felt protected. Um, he did a lot of pocket manipulation movements at practice. Um, they worked on fundamentals last Monday just to get back to the, you know, the basics. And it really showed in Sunday's game. Um, you know, I posted on Twitter about the technicalities of his release. You know, I thought that, you know, footwork was okay, better. Um, I thought his weight, weight transfer was better. Um, but one thing when you talk about quarterbacking, and I think that um, whoever was broadcasting, I think maybe Chris Collinsworth, whoever was broadcasting the, the Saints and Cowboys game last night, even mentioned it with Dak Prescott and his delivery was, you know, at times quarterbacks can get a little bit out of their framework when they pass. And what I mean is you got two arms, right? When you throw the football, obviously you have your throwing motion. But what's very important is where your left hand is or right hand if you're a lefty. Is sometimes a lot of players kind of have that high five look where you'll see them throwing a pass. And that left hand is just as high as the throwing uh, hand. So it's kind of like they got both hands up and usually that left hand is like open like a high five. What you really want that left hand to do is really be that elbow to be really tucked and close to you because it provides torque and it provides the proper weight distribution um, and and it helps with obviously ball velocity. You know, you can go out in the backyard and even try it yourself. Throw a pass with your left arm kind of disconnected from your from your torso 
kind of out and try to throw a pass and then try to throw a pass, a drive throw, like a good, a good with some mustard on it and try to do it with your elbow tucked and see how much more force you can generate simply from doing that. And what I saw with Marcus Mariota was more of control, a more compact delivery with that left elbow tucked. And you saw it. Most of his passes, if not all, I believe a lot of his passes, he threw a lot of passes away, which he has to get better at getting outside of the tackle box so that he doesn't get a grounding penalty. But I feel as though that he delivered the ball on point and had great velocity. And, you know, if we want to go to, to, to what type of defenses he feels more comfortable with and versus against, you can already mark up a Titans win. And I'm being, you know, I'm being this is a joke, but it seems to be true that every time the Titans and Marcus Mariota specifically plays a, a, a post safety look, whether it's, you know, cover, you know, man coverage under with a with a safety up top or more majority like this game really what i'm getting down to is a cover three team you know you know uh, a cover three team which the falcons run a lot of every time the titans play a cover three team they're successful look at the two wins that they have it's versus cover three predominant teams um one game where the, the Jaguars kind of use cover three a lot, but they, they switched up a lot of things as well. They do a lot of different things with the cover three, but predominantly cover three teams like the Browns, Falcons, Marcus Mariota does well. And why and why you see different type types of throws and different types of highlights is because there's you play zone. There's not a man. You're not you're not. You know, your job is not to lock down a man. Your job is to hold down a zone. So a lot of those similar plays you saw with Cleveland, you saw in Atlanta because they're basically running the same defense. Um, and Marcus Mariota for what is more of a see-it-throw-it passer. When he can see it and is clearly defined, he can hit a receiver and he can really, you know, take advantage of a defense. When it's a little bit tight, which – Versus the Bills, the things that I see the Bills do, I think they'll switch it up a little bit. Um, I think that they're similar kind of. They run a, they're similar to maybe the Jaguars in terms of, yes, they'll run a cover three. Um, McDermott coming from that, you know, coming from the Carolina Panthers and th- that Super Bowl defense that they had a while back. And, you know, they're a tough group. The Bills. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see the maturation of Mariota versus different type of defenses, not just cover three where everything is kind of clearly defined. Um, so looking forward to seeing how he adapts to the new opponent. Um, and, you you know, he has seven touchdowns, no interceptions, 933 or 936 yards. Um and he's really he's exactly on pace to my prediction that he uh, of yardage he would have for the season. I think I had like around thirty two hundred. Can't think of the exact number, but around thirty two hundred. So he's exactly where uh, yardage wise I predicted him to be at the end of the season. Touchdown wise, I said he'd have twenty five touchdowns. He's at seven right now with zero picks. Um, 
Um, I also said he'd have 15 interceptions, so he'd have to go 18 touchdowns and seven picks the rest of the way for that uh, prediction to come into fruition. But one of the things I wanted to talk about was this is a week-to-week game, and we have all types of commentators and people in general talking about the game, you know, um, and from the fans to the to the to the fair weather fans to the more knowledgeable fan to guys like me on the come up in the industry to guys already there uh, to guys who don't even care about the tights. And one of the thing is we're just waiting to see the follow up, the consistency, the realistic viewpoint of what actually happened. We know that the Atlanta Falcons, if you watch tape, you know that they wasn't good, good, a good defense. You know that they're 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 trying to find their way. They're trying to find the right personnel groupings, the right timing, the right play calling. Offensively, you know that even with the talent that they had, you know that it's not clicking right now. Those are things that we know. Now, this Bills team who lost a close game to the New England Patriots, and if you were watching the Titans game, you probably saw the end of that game because they flipped it on that game, was, you know, Matt Barkley was in the game. Josh Allen got hurt. In my opinion, the Bills would have at least had a chance, and they really did. I mean, there was on the plus side, Kyle Van Noy made an awesome play, ended up being an interception. The ball got tipped up in the air or whatever. But this Bills team, this Bills defense, much like last year when we went to, you know, Buffalo, they have a good defense, and it's going to really test the Tennessee Titans receivers is going to test Marcus Mariota, and I'm looking. I'm just excited to see the maturation. You know, even Tom Brady had a bad game. So to really show if you're the real deal, go out here versus the Buffalo Bills and make the right plays. We're not saying that you're going to go for 400 yards. They're a good defense, but we're but you know I think even Tom Brady had under. 50% completion percentage. So it's like put together a game plan and try to get this game, um, try to move the football and try to win this game. Um, Marcus Mariota, a lot of people will be talking about this and really be a shining moment for him probably is seven touchdowns to zero picks. You know, I don't really – I look at statistics and, and situational statistics rather than like overall statistics. Um so seven touchdowns, zero picks. I mean, that's a great stat line. But he's gotten basically all of them in two games. And it was the two games they won versus a very favorable defense over his career. If someone would do a stat, someone do a stat of Marcus Mariota's win percentage or stats versus cover three, I, I guarantee you the numbers are crazy. You know, for whatever reason, that's a defense that you, you you can get some yardage on, especially quick and 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 really work the middle of the of the field. But you know, in this game, some of the plays back to that Atlanta and Titans game, um, some of the plays that that were made possible was because to me. The play of Wesley Woodyard in certain situations, which he was inactive against the Jaguars for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, some of the play 
the play of um, early in the game, Adore Jackson um, even showed some fire after that play, which that's what we need the whole game, um, the rest of the season. I thought Malcolm Butler played um, inspired football. I thought the defensive line from Casey to Daquan Jones, I thought they played uh, complimentary football um, all together. Rashawn Evans was active. Jayon Brown was active. It was just a good defensive effort overall. Kenny Vaccaro had a tackle for loss um, on, a, on a crucial on a crucial uh, situation. Um, Kevin Byard, um, you know, blanketed and covered. Um, wasn't necessarily you know active in terms of you heard his name a lot, but you know you know that he had an effect on the football game simply because. No, I didn't. He was nobody went his way, <laughs> you know. So, just a overall great defensive effort for them, and offensively, um, a lot of people don't know, but Ben Jones is, you know, one of the uh, top three rate rated guard. I mean, centers in the league right now with his play and the unsung hero. It's very hard to play the center position in this league. So that. Um, tenureship he has at that at that position and his experience is certainly helping him there um so I mean I really think that you know after the first quarter they went two and two so it's really like a new season you get Taylor Lewan back um from suspension and you're two and two with uh 12 games remaining and it's and it's really like it's a new season um you have the ability to go to 12 you know you know, obviously you want the team to go 12 and 0 if you're you want to win every game. But first game first against this Buffalo team, it's kind of a refreshing thing. You know, if you can escape the first quarter of the season, at least 500, it's like you get a second chance in, in, in some ways. Um, so this next this next four these next four games, excuse me, believe three and I have to second. Uh, don't quote me on that. I believe three games in the month of October um, are at home and one is on the road. So the Tennessee Titans have the opportunity, um, who's who's been a, a good home team for the past few seasons, have the ability to, you know, you know, do something. And it's going to be important. I think one of the mantras that I that I've had for the first quarter was that the, that you have to uh, have a sense of urgency and play all four quarters. That was my mantra for the first quarter of the season, you know, and that should be the quarter, you know, obviously main focus every quarter. But this quarter, I think that we have to to show consistency. I think consistency is the best thing. Um, and that's really it. Consistency. We want to consistent, consistently be whatever we are. Whatever we are, say, put, draw a line in the sand and say, this is who we are, and consistently be that. If, if that's who you are in Atlanta, right, a team that can execute in the passing game, be accurate, be on time, make catches, run the football, def- play defensively sound football, that's who you are and own it and consistently be that, you know, because that's a hard team to beat. Don't turn the football over all of that. Don't give up sacks. That's that's a winning team. 
and not everybody can win or does win that way. So that's extremely impressive what they did versus the Falcons. Can't wait to just dive in the tape on the Bills. Um, I really like the play design just to close in the last couple minutes, just to close. I really like the play design and, and of that A.J. Brown fade route um, because it was very similar to a play that I watched live that the coach ran on the Falcons, except they kind of motioned Naheem Hines um, to like a bubble route, very similar to Adam Humphreys basically running his bubble route, faking both plays and hitting the guy down the right sideline. Now, Marcus Mariota's pass was a lot prettier, and A.J. Brown's was a fade. I think Zach Paschal's play that the coach ran was more maybe of a wheel. I think it was more like a wheel or like a straight nine route. Can't remember at the time, at this present time, but very similar play design, not necessarily the execution of it, or the route pattern, especially by the outside receiver. Another pass was a very difficult pass to make on to your left to Corey Davis for a 23-yard touchdown. Very impressive. It was one of the plays where I noticed that he's really in tune. And even and a lot of p- people want to say the line is good and blah, blah, blah. Yes, if you're getting hit over and over again, yes, your technique can be a little bit off. I, I'll give you that. But let's not, let's not be you know, have recency bias and, and forget that the first few games of the season, Marcus Mariota was sailing passes over people's heads. He was throwing behind them. Like, let's not forget that that was a reality as well. So, like, the two can exist. Both of them can exist. Marcus Mariota was not as accurate in the first few games. Now he is more accurate. Those two things can be the same, can, can exist in the same world. And I'm just showing you some of the things that I see as to why. So, yeah, it could be a combination of, of uh, you could say it was it was uh, protection. But even when he did have protection, he wasn't as accurate as he was in this game. So he, he's tweaked something um, in terms of his technique, and it's working. And let's see if he can carry it over um, against the Bills. Now, in close... I would have to say that, you know, for the people that follow me and consistently watch and listen, you know that um, if you are familiar with my journey, you know, I started off mock drafts, um, then really watching hundreds and hundreds of prospects, giving my grades, giving my giving my opinions on Twitter. And then it's specifically for the Titans. So if the Titans have seven picks. I'll do my own mock draft of that. I'll stand by it, have that type of accountability. It is well documented over the past seven years. And drafting is easy. Scouting is hard. And if, like I always say, if drafting is nothing more than selecting a player with your allotted pick, I've been pretty decent and good at it for the past seven years. As well as just other, you know, observations and uh, predictions from my you know, film study and just my opinions have panned out. Now, I want to know for those that listen to this, if someone was as consistently accurate as me and even predicted a score to the exact thing and have proof of it, how much 
would that have gotten publicity? And I'm just asking, you know, um, because I know that I'm going to have to I'm, I'm gonna have to work my butt off to get where I want to go. I know that I'm not going to be an overnight success. I know that I'm going to have to to get it from the mud as people from my from my side of town say, you know, I'm, I know that I'm going to have to get it from the mud. So I'm not trying to say, oh, praise me, praise me. But I literally have proof of me predicting the exact score of this Atlanta Falcons-Titans game, 24 to 10. And, you know, for the people that might know me, maybe in the higher ups, and I say that in quotations, for you to know that and see that, you don't you don't have to give me anything. But at the end of the day, I consistently do this. So all that is, is that I'm it tells me that I'm doing the right thing and I just need to keep working. But it is criminal and shame on you, tisk tisk, for the people in the higher ups who I have a relationship with that don't acknowledge that on your end. I'm just saying if I if I had a young, you know, a young talent evaluator, somebody that I know, unless I personally and secretly have a vendetta versus him, you know, that's one thing. But if I don't. And this guy is really knocking it out the park consistently. I'm going to take him under my wing and kind of put him put him in there because people remember that kind of stuff. So it could be the former. So I don't know. But anyway, I did predict the score to be 24-10 this week. And I've and I've been spot on about a lot of stuff. And it's not. And a lot of people say, oh, you're too arrogant. You show off, blah, blah, blah. If I was with a corporation, a big corporation, if I was where I wanted to be, I'm the underdog. What do you expect me to do? You know, how is somebody going to know my worth and, and what I do consistently if I don't say it? You know, it's it's like I said, it's less about, hey, look at me and more about, wow, this is pretty impressive, like literally impressive to myself. So. You know, whether you whether it ruffles your feathers or if it's not, you know, I'm I'm working up. I'm at the bottom of the ladder right now and I'm working hard and I'm actually about to head uh, to an opportunity right now just to, you know, build relationships and build my story. So, you know, thanks for my supporters. I'm definitely going to post on Twitter as well. Like I'm so appreciative of the people that do stick around and who do see the vision, um, you know, you know, it's and it's and whether you did or you didn't, it's appreciated just simply because of, uh, you know, I know of the people that don't do it and should probably do it. So I'm appreciative of the people that do do it. So thank you so much for the people that tune in and retweet and like you guys are so much appreciated because it's not like, it, you know, I'm not going to say it keeps me going, but it's like. You deserve to be shouted out because you are doing the right thing. It's literally to me, it's the right thing to support somebody that, to be completely honest, if I was on CBS, I'd be considered like the Tony Romo of what I do. And I'm not saying that arrogantly, but it's simply because a lot of people say, oh, Tony Romo can see plays before they happen. I literally do the same thing at home. So. You know, and it's not like shout out to Tony Romo. It's not like I'm discrediting his work. I'm just saying that that's that's facts. So same thing with Sean McVay, knowing the whole roster of a team going from best player to practice squad. I do the same exact thing. 
So I'm just going to keep working. Like I said, thanks for the people that support. You guys are really awesome. You know, awesome that you can see that the talent before it is, quote unquote, successful to society. Very much appreciated. So thank you for tuning in. Um, Buffalo Bills video coming out. Um, I said that I was really going to focus on, you know, doing the game preparation for the first four games and then really get into prospect. But, you know, that's that's up to me to just amp up my work ethic and get both get the prospects watching out and then do both. I'm going to try to do that at least. I'm not going to do it all season, but at least for this next quarter, I'm going to try to do my best to get that content out for you guys and really just sharpen my skills and get better. That's really what it's about. This is practice for me. Um, So thanks. God bless. Have a great rest of the week. Um, Barnes University.